Long Morris. What's up? The hair is getting a little bit longer. You know, it's, I need to cut it at some point. It's getting uncomfortable. I, I thought it'd be cool to grow it out, but it's just becoming, becoming a liability. Well, curls have given way to waves. You got, you got kind of like a wave yeah. <laughs> it is wild back there. In the back of the head, no idea what's going on back there. You know what? Great. Right? What? A year later, we still haven't learned how to do radio. <laughs> we still assume that this is a video show. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. You guys much. should see it. It's wild. Thank you very much for checking in with SD Prep Insider. Celebrating summer by uh, skipping out on beach and or other trips to stay here and talk about high school football previews all summer long. We're talking about different leagues. Tommy and I today, we've got the Coastal League. Coastal League, right by the beach. Now, Tommy, you played Coastal League, correct, when you were in high school? Uh, hybrid. With, you were? A little Pacific, a little Coastal. Oh. Kind of a little, little hybrid, yeah. We played the Coastal League teams who weren't in their league. You weren't in their league. Okay. Right. I, uh, Tommy is a La Jolla Country Day alumnus. Correct. Um, and I just... So many leagues. Every other changes. sport. Every other sport was. You were coastal? Okay. Yeah, not football, but uh, for basketball, baseball, every other sport, coastal. Fair enough. But yeah. you did battle with a lot of coastal teams. Yes. So a lot of animosity and personal bias held against Hate these them all. <laughs> Even the ones that just joined. <laughs> Even the ones that weren't around when I was in school. I hate, hate those guys. <laughs> all right. So here's what we got on tap for you The Bishop's School, Classical Academy, Orange Glen, AKA the defending D5 champs. And Mr. Kale, good for you, Patterson. Uh, Santa Fe Christian and Tri-City Christian, the newcomer to league. That's what we got for you. Let's start with the Bishop's School. Let's do it. I mean, it's just going to be Tyler Buckner previews for the next 20 minutes. Uh, so if you want to go ahead and fast forward this, you can. If not, get ready for, uh, for all your Notre Dame Tyler Buckner commit uh, commentary. Here's how we do you this. You ruined my joke. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Well, let's rewind that, Tommy. What did you My joke is me. Oh, they have this player on this team who uh, threw for negative six yards last year, but I have this weird hunch that he's going to have a really big season. Never heard Was of him. Was that the total Never last heard of year? Him. Negative six yards? Yeah. I mean, as, I mean, I understand that Tyler, three, Tyler, you know we love you. It was three plays. I was there. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, officially negative six according to Max Preps, yes. But I think. Maybe six and then three zeros behind it. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was fourth play of the season. He went down and we wound up with was a, a punt. Yes. No. Yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah. It was fourth play of the season on yeah. the punt. Um, all right, oh, so the he, sack negative six. Okay. Yes. There we go. Right, there um, I'm there. We have a loose understanding of how football works. <laughs> um, hey, fake it till you make it, man. All right. So here's what the Bishop School has on tap this season. They open it up at home in big quotation marks versus La Jolla. Then on the road at University City, home versus Modern Day Catholic, on the road at Rosamond. Home versus Francis Parker on the road at Orange Glen at La Jolla Country Day. Home versus Tri-City Christian, Classical Academy, and Santa Fe Christian to close out the season. So one more time, La Jolla, University City, Modern Day Catholic, Rosamund, a non-section team, Francis Parker, Orange Glen, La Jolla Country Day, Tri-City Christian, Classical Academy, Santa Fe Christian. Tommy, your reactions and analysis to this schedule. I mean, it's it's a pretty typical Bishop schedule. I would say that they liked, I'm, they did not do it this year. They normally start off with a huge school and kind of flex their muscle a little bit that they can get it done with 20 guys. It, that is kind of their thing. They, 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 everyone plays both ways. And again, given you, you kind of opened with it, the whole, this is kind of how I grew up playing where everyone plays both ways and you play the full game. And this is 
how they still do it at Bishops, how they do it at almost every single school in this league because you don't have the numbers like you would at a, at a bigger school. But, yeah, I mean, they're going to they're gonna take on La Jolla and University City first. If they can get through those games, you know, healthy and, and, and get on their way, they're in pretty good shape to maybe win out. I know that's a ridiculous, way too soon, way too bold, way too brash prediction, but I think they could pretty much run the table here based on what they have on the schedule. First off, thoroughly object to you not labeling La Jolla High as a big boy school. Um, no, I'm saying no, 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 saying, no, 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 no. Saying, I get what you're saying. I get, I get the intentional shade you're throwing, but yes, last season opened it up against. I, I meant roster size number <laughs> is what I meant. Sorry, it's, what, what I'm not going to let you back yes. yourself out of that. Right. <laughs> so uh, last year. The end result being five and five, it was a rocky five and five because with a smaller roster built around a specific offensive weapon in Tyler Buckner, right. and you have to start playing that alignment at quarterback. Chairs, alignment at quarterback. <laughs> that wasn't the initial one. They they went uh, to him Petri uh, as well. Yeah, they went to 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 Petri. Wanted him to not get quite as sacked and hurt and hurried, so they ended up putting uh, Dom Haley at quarterback. To me, Bishops, you talk about running the table. I see a couple of question marks. One, in Rosamond, you never know with these non-league or these non-section teams. It's just impossible to pull enough comps for us to really know what they're walking into there. I see Parker as a huge question mark. Francis Parker was definitely a very talented school last year. The question is, can they maintain that level of, of talent and or upward trajectory with people like Ryan Sanborn graduating? University City is a question mark because ultimately Gunner Gray is a weapon that, I mean, no matter how good Tyler, you know, if you really put it down there, if it's Tyler Buckner versus Gunner Gray, that could be a coin toss game in terms of just first team to make a defensive stop makes the difference, makes the it's win. It's like a basketball game almost. It's gonna, where, yeah, yeah, it's going to be something that you can't... I don't think that University City is a team that you can count out. University City might go 0-10, but you couldn't count them out of any of those 10. I'm not saying that they will. You, you can, I mean, we, you, we talked about them already in our previews, and I have right. them going 7-3, and three, but they are a team that any situation you put them in with a quarterback that can throw the ball like crazy like Gunnar Gray can... I, I worry about that kind of a game. And then closing it out with Classical and Santa Fe Christian is, is not the easiest two games to have late in the season when you're trying to work on you know your workload for players, try and keep them healthy for the playoffs, try and get everyone focused in on a run. That all being said, if Tyler Buckner can stay healthy, he is the top, if not one of the top three quarterbacks in terms of just overall talent in San Diego County. Easy, yeah. And he is somebody that you can't, really can't discount. So I will go 8-2 and two this season for Bishops with my maybe 7-3. and three. Yeah, and again, anytime you have a kid who's committed early, as early as he is to a, a major football program, especially at quarterback, you know he's no joke. You know it's... Well, truly, it was a blow for the Michigan lacrosse team. Yes, to, the to poor lacrosse him. team in Michigan. Uh, the Michigan lacrosse team had had him committed since seventh grade. He now is committed to Notre Dame at football. So, Tommy, give me a prediction on uh, Bishop's season. I want to say 10-0, but I, 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 I feel weird about predicting perfect season. So, I'll say 9-1. <laughs> yeah. I'll give him 9-1. Just because I don't know who Ro- Rosebud is. Rosamund. <laughs> Rosebud. Exactly. Yes. Uh, 
All right, our next team to talk about is the Classical Academy Caymans. And Tommy, I got really excited and then really sad okay. because there's no more Diego Preciado. And when, you, when we lose the precious Abubu, I'm sad because we don't get to talk about him all season long. Classical seven and five last season, one and three in league. They made a deep playoff. They, I mean, they burst. Let's say they burst onto the scene. Yes, you, you've mentioned them, especially in baseball. You know, yeah, exactly. You've mentioned them plenty in other podcasts. Talking football, just as the school itself has made its way into predominantly being no longer just a who, but now a oh oh those we know, guys. We know who they are at Mar Vista. At Coronado, home versus Country Day, home versus O'Farrell Charter, home versus Maranatha Christian, home versus Tri-City Christian, on the road, at Orange Glen, at Santa Fe Christian, home versus Bishops, and then at Escondido Charter. Once again, Mar Vista, Coronado, La Jolla Country Day, O'Farrell Charter, Maranatha Christian, Tri-City Christian, Orange Glen, Santa Fe Christian, Bishops, Escondido Charter. One of the wordiest schedules. The most two-name teams I, I think I've seen all season long in our previews. Tommy, you mind if I take this one first? You go first, yeah. I see this as a very enticing and interesting schedule. Like, of all the teams that we have tried to break down so far, this one presents the most... Well, that has a lot to do with home and away and when you catch a team type schedules. Last season, they were a perfect 3-0 and at home, so you got to give them the benefit of the doubt that Classical Academy knows how to win at home. They were predominantly a rushing team last season, so they know how to control the ball. Diego Preciado and, uh, let's uh, just pull up my notes here, Damian Castaneda, two of the big offensive weapons that were graduated. But I look up and down at this, and I see... Nine guys returning who had at least seven carries in games. So not a completely depleted offense. And if you're going to run at home controlling the ball, I see Country Day is a very winnable game. I see O'Farrell Charter is a very winnable Maranatha, Tri-City Christian. I see those all as very winnable games. I see Bishops being that late in the season as never, a, yeah, never know with that one. As a as a as a potentially winnable game. Um I see Escondido Charter as a fun late-season rivalry going to bring out a lot of energy because they're up in that area win. So four or five wins already right there. Where I start to have to cut this one up is at Mar Vista. That's tough. That's the one game where I would I would say if it was at home, I see Classical winning it. If it's at Mar Vista, I see Mar Vista winning that because I just am big on Mar Vista's home it field advantage. I see Coronado is another one of those teams that is really a tough one to play out on the island. It's a different kind of vibe, even just in the fact that it's a little more coastal air and moisture to play in. So that's another tough one. Orange Glen with the return of their offensive weapons and Cale Patterson and company, that's going to be another one. So I, I see this as seven and three, six and four. For, uh, for Classical Academy. Tommy, your reaction. Yeah, I want to give them a little bit of credit, too. They deserve more credit because they're one and three in league last year, but every single one of those losses was pretty close. I mean, they they really were competitive in the one and three, not that indicative. The one win was against Country Day, who's no longer in this league. I, I, do, I will say this, though. It's tough to replace quarterback and then 
you know, your, your go-to guy on offense. It's hard when you lose those guys and they got to start over again, basically. Well, James and, Duncan, who did take a fair amount of snaps, is going to be returning. Okay. But yes, when you're, when you're graduating Diego, who's just the jack of all trades, right. it, it, it is a loss. So I'm going to say five and five here. Okay. For these guys. And again, I think the schedule is, is favorable, kind of as you, as you were going through it. But I think when they get to the league, it's going to be tough. So I, I think five and five. They're out of league games. They should do well. But once again, the league schedule should be pretty difficult. All right. Our next team to talk about is the defending Division Five champions, Orange Glen, the Patriots. Um, Tommy, you and I both made a mistake in not getting jobs coaching at Orange Glen this year <laughs> because they are opening the season up at Waimea in Hawaii. So credit to them for having the longest road trip of any team this season. Um, and, you know, just having to not, you know, they're not taking their bye week the next week. So that's a lot of travel and no bye week the next well, week. Well, yeah, wait. Oh, actually, no, they're kind of north anyway. I was going to say, what's further, the trip to Escondido or the trip to Waimea? But- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they're pretty close to Escondido already. They're only they're only a mile or two away from that school. So Waimea uh, played classical last year too, right? Yes. I, okay. So here's what we got for Escon- or for Orange Glen. They got at Waimea, at Escondido, home finally, then versus San Diego, versus San Pasqual, versus... Battle of the Bear, apparently, that one right there. Exactly. Yes. Uh, versus Army-Navy, versus Bishops, versus Classical Academy. So after we're talking about a ton of road mileage being put in early, five home games in a row, then closing it out with three road games, Maranatha Christian, Santa Fe Christian, and Tri-City Christian. One more time, that's at Waimea, at Escondido, home versus San Diego, San Pasqual, Army-Navy, Bishops, Classical Academy, Maranatha Christian, Santa Fe Christian, Tri-City Christian, to close it out on the road. Tommy, your reaction to this schedule? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Kale Patterson coming back. That that was their go-to guy. It's a lot to ask out of one kid, but he's got a little brother too, right? So, <laughs> it's just two of them. But, I, yeah, this schedule, again, kind of like what we just talked about, out of league, kind of favorable. I think the San Pasqual game, even though they haven't been strong in the past, will be tough just because it is a rivalry game and big, big high schools. And then we, I think we'll get a really, really good, uh, no, a good observation was what I was trying to say. I think. Sorry, it's late. My brain isn't working. They're going to scrimmage Mission Bay before they go to YMA, so we'll get a good look at them there. In league, again, going to be difficult. But I think the out of league games, they should be able to handle pretty much all of them. YMA. I'm not going to act like I know. <laughs> yeah, there. I mean, I, no, I, I know no out of section team is easy to comp. Well, especially one in Hawaii. Uh, <laughs> I like that they're going to play Escondido again. It's nice seeing. I know with the the realignments and stuff, it, the, some of these bigger public schools, even if they if they don't have big roster sizes, end up with the schools like the, the smaller private schools. But I like seeing Escondido and Orange and playing each other. I like seeing them play San Pasqual. Five and five of them as well is where I think they'll, they'll end up. Okay. So, you know, I, I look at this and I see that they have moved up to Division Four, which in the playoff scheme of things, always hard to repeat in football because you move up a division. It means you're, you're moving up a legitimate weight class. But I see last year, 221 rushing yards per average per game, only 61 passing yards average per game. So... This is a team with a very solid identity. This is a team, though, that is returning a sophomore quarterback in Ethan Villalobos. And I think they'll let him throw more this year. So you yeah, yeah, you got to assume that that's a little bit more right. stability on the, the, the passing side. Uh, returning Cale Patterson for his senior year. 
And I just want to say 375 carries last year is it's insane. insanity. But, but again, now um, his, his brother's going to be a sophomore now. So I think he'll probably get the ball a little bit more to, to kind of ease that, ease that load a little bit. But Kale's the kind of guy who won't want that to happen. I think he's going to want the ball 400 times this year. So but. they're, they, and then they also return. There's, there's four other guys in the backfield who they're going to return, who took at least some portion of the carries receiving wise. They are only losing really one senior that made significant contributions in Christian Gonzalez Torres. So I see tons and tons of consistency. And that is a, that's kind of a rare thing in, in the current incarnation of high school football to see that many offensive weapons coming back again the next season, either graduation transfers, injuries, loss of football, like for whatever reason, just in the last couple of years, we have not seen an offensive unit really just return right. as one cohesive group. So, and, and I'll say this about the way they play offense, kind of a zig when they zag type thing. Almost every single team is trying to throw the ball as much as possible and spread it out. And these guys just pound it down your throat. So it's something that not a lot of teams will be used to when they, when they have to play Orange Glenn. So like we said, why may you just don't know. Escondido, I see that as a very winnable game. San Diego, I see that as a track meet that comes down to kind of the opposite of what we were talking about with UC and Bishops instead of all passing. This one's all running. Right. First team to get a stop type thing wins. San Pasqual, that's going to be a tough, ta- tough team. I uh, don't know why I got real Southern there. Uh, <laughs> Army-Navy, very winnable game. Bishops, that's going to be a tough one. Tough, yeah. Classical Academy, we just don't know that much about Classical Academy right now. They're going to be a, a very competitive game. Maranatha, competitive. Santa Fe and Tri-City competitive. So I see... Six and four, seven and three out of this team. I'm going to go, yeah, I think I said five and five earlier. I'm going to switch it to six and four now that I'm looking at the schedule again. Very nice. Our next team, Santa Fe Christian. Here's what the Eagles have this year. They will open it against Christian at Francis Parker, at La Jolla versus Mount Miguel versus La Jolla Country Day, at St. Margaret's from the Southern Section, at Tri-City Christian versus Classical Academy versus Orange Glen, and then at Bishops to close out the season. Tommy, you mind if I take SFC? Go, yeah, go first. for it. All right, so last year, 8-4 and four on the year, 3-0 and oh in league. Santa Fe Christian, I think, is the model of consistency, military precision. They have always truly made... They, like they, there's the small school motto of, you know, you got to make do with what you have, but then there's, I think, an even more elite little group in there that you see Christian and SFC and bishops all kind of rise to that next level. But, right. but Santa Fe Christian specifically, you always have to give them a ton of credit for every single guy lines up and you're kind of like, wasn't that guy their wide receiver last play? Why is he the quarterback? Oh, I guess everyone <laughs> just knows it. Not that they do that, but everybody is just so evenly talented and trained that you kind of you just got to fear them no matter what. They like to run the ball. They like to run the ball. They like to run the ball. Last year, 239 yards of offense on the ground per game. They have a little bit different scenario, though, than Orange Glen. Almost the opposite. They are decimated in terms of the brand names by graduation. Michael Lingwood-Daka is gone. Will Littlejohn is gone. Uh, uh, just a lot of what you, Jack Miles is gone. A lot of what you would consider the people who we have known the last couple of years, who are the playmakers, Carson Drake on the offensive line is gone. It's going to be a new look for Santa Fe Christian this year. And 
that's where you just question how much does the benefit of the doubt really buy them. But then I look at the schedule itself. And I say that this is positioned perfectly to have some wiggle room on your roster. Christian is a really tough game. Especially early in the season when Christian's going to be at full strength, you assume. That's going to yeah. be a hard one. Parker, though. By the way, I like that. That's a cool matchup. Santa Fe Christian and Christian. Like you said, very, very, very similar schools. It's right? almost the Spider-Man meme. Yeah, exactly. It's, all, it's almost two people just pointing at each other, looking in the mirror. Parker, big question marks there. La Jolla, very young team. We just don't know what we're going to get out of La Jolla this season. La Jolla is going to be good. You're very high on them. Very high on them, yeah. I am not nearly as high on them. I still think that hype does not translate into results. Okay. I need to see that as results. Mount Miguel is another one where it's the second year of Troy Star out there. You just, you don't know fully. It's it's going in the right direction, but you don't know if they're there yet. St. Margaret's. Throw that one out because you just don't know. Out they're, they're always good, though. Uh, they, but they're they, always good. They play bishops pretty frequently. Again, very similar team to Santa Fe. Small numbers, small school, but always really good. So I look down at this, and they're in every one of these games in my mind, even yeah. with with not knowing who this roster is. So this could be everywhere from a 5-5 five and five to an 8-2 and two team. I'll split the difference. I'll say 7-3. and three. I think that they struggle in league versus bishops versus uh, classical academy. And I'll, I'll toss out St. Margaret's as another loss. But I, I see this as, as a Santa Fe Christian team that finds a way to get it done because they have a pretty advantageous schedule. Yeah, I mean, you you hit the nail on the head. They're always good. It doesn't really matter who's on the team. They find a way. I don't know what it is about that school. but Something they, in the water. There's something. They always find a way. And to your point earlier, they had a quarterback playing defense <laughs> uh, last season. He's not there anymore. But it, it kind of speaks to the, the mentality of the program where – you see so often where kids are like, "Oh, I'm a wide receiver. I'm a you know tackle. I can't play guard. I'm a I'm a defensive end. I can't play linebacker." These kids will play whatever position you tell them to, and they they do it well. I want to say, somewhere between seven and eight wins. I think that last game against Bishops is going to end up being the one for league title, but I think I see Bishops winning that one. So I'm going to go. Oh, seven and three, seven three percent Fay this year. Fair enough. Our last team to talk about is Tri City Christian. Last year, the Eagles nine and three, four zero in their league, but they have now changed leagues. They are moving, moving on, on up. up. Ooh, nice. I was gonna do that anyway. Let's so see. let's pick a random sound on the new soundboard. The, go the blue button. Blue, which one of the blue? Lighter blue, uh, darker blue. Darker blue. Oh, no, that's too ominous. All right, what was it? I can even hear it. Again, we're not. We're still figuring it out. Uh, you'll have to re-listen to figure it out. Um, 20, 20, 23 minutes in. 23 minutes in. Um, we're trying, folks. We're trying. Uh, huge shout out to 1090 for leaving us high and dry. Um, Never heard of them. All right, so here's what they got on the schedule this season. They will open it up at Calipatria, at O'Farrell Charter, home finally then versus La Jolla Country Day, home versus Saddleback Valley Christian, home versus Escondido Charter, home versus Classical Academy, home versus Santa Fe Christian at Bishops at Army Navy, home versus Orange Glen. Tommy, you want to take this one first? Yeah, I think this is, we mentioned them moving up. This is just a tough year to do it. They had a bunch of guys last year that they no longer have. Quarterback transfers out. A bunch of seniors were kind of their playmakers. And Again, this is, I think the out-of-league schedule for them is very beneficial, and I think they'll do okay out of league, but in league, kind of similar to classical, I think they're going to struggle a little bit, so... We'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, I, I don't like counting people out that I have never seen play before. So the younger kids, for all I know, could be super superstars. And I'm just—it's very kind of you. Yeah, but again, 
it's it's a rebuilding year and it's just tough when you have the move up in league at the same time as the rebuilding years is not a not a friendly combination but i think about four and six is fair with them because they're out of league schedules very very manageable calpatria and o'farrell charter are two you use the word favorable a couple of times they're two really convenient games to open up the season when you have some question marks i will say this uh, at calpatria it's is, a long drive well and and this is not meant to be a rude comment at all so i don't want to construe it that way where it is located, where the school is located, because I I had to play Cup Patrick one time when I when I was a youth, so it might be different. This is you know eons ago, but it's near like a manure mill. So and I'm not. It, it is. It's, it's, it's very noticeable. Yeah. It's very no, The smell is very noticeable. I think when you live there, you don't notice it because you get kind of used to it. But it really does take about an hour and a half to get used to the aroma. So it it is a big time home field advantage pair of the games just in terms of the on-field talent wise that match up nicely and favorably and give you some some opportunities to figure things out as you build for the season country day is going to be tough saddleback valley christian we always got to throw out the analysis of out of section games escondido charter coin toss and then yeah league is going to be a baptism by fire for them this season it's going to be tough but i have to give them a ton of credit for not backing down from a challenge and moving into a league that needed another team. And ultimately, that's what you got to do. You got you got to move up by playing tougher teams because consistently going 10-0 and 0 and housing a bunch of easy schools compared to your skill level doesn't grow the program in the long term. So I will go 4-6 and six this season for Tri-City Christian, but I'll say that they have... One huge thing going for them, and that is the uh, the early on part of the season. You pick up a couple wins here and there. Get the momentum going. You get the momentum going. And, and great for the young kids. Great for the young the kids. In. And you have a little bit more depth than some of the other schools in your league. So you, 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 just, you can't count on injuries happening, but if you catch a team... You know, if you catch a, an Orange Glen, Santa Fe Christian, Classical Academy, Bishops, I know at this point I'm just listing off everyone else in their league, but if you <laughs> if you catch one of those teams later in the season on a week where they're just a little beat up, they're a little shorthanded, snake a win. Why not? Why not? All right, so that is what we got for the Coastal League. Thank you very much for tuning in, folks. Tommy, thank you very much for stopping by. Here's what we got for you, though. Go ahead, follow us, and subscribe at SD Prep Insider on SoundCloud, on Apple, iTunes, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, am I leaving anything out? Um, no, that was it. Swipe up. At Real Tommy Morris. Yes. On all of the social media. At Mr. Seaped on all the social media. Jump around. Go listen to the other leagues. Tommy, go back and re-listen to the sound effect that we played at the 23-minute mark. I have to. I really have to. <laughs> Everyone else, Suspense thank you very much me. for tuning in. Talk to you soon, sports fans. Bye.